Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner. I'm so glad you've joined me. And today we're going to begin a brand new series. And please do your best to join me for every program this week as I teach this brand new series called Why Christians Get Sick. Wait, if healing is in the atonement, why do Christians get sick? Well, that's a very important question, and we're going to begin addressing the answer to that today. Please stay with me all the way to the end of the program and be with me every day this week. The subtitle says, and how to become healthy again. My friends, you can become healthy again, but we need to know why Christians get sick. Christians should not be sick because healing is in the atonement. I'm going to show that to you today from Isaiah chapter 53. But order this today by going online or by giving us a call, and it comes with a wonderful study guide. And right now we're also offering you two marvelous books. One is called Bodily Healing and the Atonement. When I read this book years and years ago, it just set me free. It proved to me beyond a shadow of a doubt that healing really is in the atonement. So please order this. And we're also offering you Bob Yandian's book called The Grace of Healing. When Bob sent me the manuscript of this book, I laughed out loud because this book is so powerful and so liberating. And I was thankful that he asked me to write the foreword. This is just a wonderful book. Both of these can be ordered by going online or by giving us a call right now. And remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, and a partner is anyone who financially gives regularly to our ministry to help us take the teaching of the Bible to people all over the world. People all over the world are crying out. Lord, please send us somebody that can bring us teaching we can trust. And I know that that's our assignment. And when you become a partner, you help us take trusted teaching to people all over the world. Thank you. And the moment you become a partner, we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone. The subtitle says, How to Survive, Thrive, and Overcome in the Midst of Difficult Situations. And we're going to send you Denise's book, called The Gift of Forgiveness. We always give these two books to anyone who becomes a partner with our ministry. And remember that if you need prayer, reach out to us. Call us right now. Send us an email. And the moment we hear from you, we're going to release our faith for God to move mightily in your life, and He will. But when we hear how to pray, we'll do a better job of praying for you. So call us or send us your email, and I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. My friends, I want you to reach for your Bible. We always use the Bible in this program. And open your Bible to Isaiah 53. And as you turn there, I want to tell you a little bit about my story. I grew up in a marvelous, marvelous church with two parents that were very committed Christians. In fact, going to church was so serious in our life that my dad pulled out his brownie camera and filmed the first day that I went to church. There's little Rick Renner being carried in the arms of my mother, and they wanted to document that my life was beginning in the church. And all of my early life was in that church. We went to Sunday school, training union, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Saturday visitation. If anything else was happening at the church, you can be sure the Renner family was there because the Renners were a fixture 
in that church. Wow. And in that church, I learned how to serve God. I learned how to be faithful. I learned the importance of giving. I learned the importance of reaching the lost. And we understood that when Jesus died, he died for the lost. He came to redeem them from a sinful condition. But we did not understand that healing was in the atonement. I'm so thankful for all that I did learn in our church, but I did not learn that healing was in the atonement. In fact, we generally didn't believe that. We thought that everything that happened on the cross was simply for our spiritual condition. But when you come to Isaiah chapter 53, it's very clear Yes, Jesus died for our sinful condition, but he also took our mental pain, our physical pain. He took all of that upon himself on the cross. He absorbed it all. And I want you to see that today in Isaiah chapter 53. And one reason why Christians are sick is because they don't know that they're not supposed to be sick. Jesus died that they might be well. But go to Isaiah chapter 53, and we're going to begin in verse 3, where Isaiah writes, speaking of Jesus, He's despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Then in verse 4 it says, Surely he hath borne our grief and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. And I want us to really look at verse 4 because this is where we begin to understand that Jesus on the cross did more than just take our sin. He also took our mental pain, our physical pain, and all of our illnesses, all of it, he absorbed in himself on the cross. And in fact, at the very beginning of verse 4, it says, surely, the Hebrew word means indeed. It tells us that Isaiah is speaking emphatically. It can be translated, in fact, surely, verily, categorically, emphatically, indeed, he hath borne our griefs. And the word griefs means to carry or to lift off of someone else and to take upon yourself. Well, what did he take upon himself? The Bible says our griefs. And the word griefs that is used in verse 4 is only translated... It is only translated as sicknesses, diseases, illnesses, and thus all kinds of physical infirmities. My friends, there's no question about it. This verse says, indeed, surely, verily, categorically, emphatically, he has taken upon himself our sicknesses, diseases, illnesses, all of our physical infirmities. And then Isaiah adds, and carried our sorrows. The word carried is a Hebrew word which means to bear a heavy, heavy load. I can't even begin to fathom how heavy this load was. And what was he carrying? Our sorrows. And the word sorrows here is a verb meaning to be in physical or mental pain, which means Jesus didn't just bear our physical sicknesses. He also carried our mental pain and our mental sicknesses. Think of that. Jesus came to take our sin. He took our physical sicknesses. He took our mental pain. He took all of it upon himself upon the cross. And the verse goes on to say, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. When you first read this, it seems rather abusive, but you have to understand the whole picture. For example, when the Bible says stricken, it means to strike or to lay the hand upon in order to smite. The word smitten is a word which means to smite, to afflict, or even better, to attack 
or smite in an act of war, to smite an object with the intention to destroy, such as an enemy, to severely wound an enemy. When God laid his hand upon Jesus, he wasn't really laying his hand upon his son. He was striking sin that was upon his son. He was striking sickness and mental torment which was upon his son. God was attacking the enemy which had afflicted the human race, not his son, the sickness and sin and disease. God was smiting all of it. He was taking vengeance against it to deal it a death blow. And in fact, the Bible says he was afflicted he was crushed, he was put down, he was afflicted. And in verse 5, Isaiah explains the reason why. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Notice that last statement, with his stripes we are healed. Well, growing up, we thought that man's spiritual healing. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are spiritually healed. But there's a major theological problem with believing that because no one gets spiritually healed. No one. There's no such thing. When you're lost, you're dead in sins. You don't heal a dead man. You have to resurrect him. And according to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, we were all dead. The word dead in Greek is the word nekros. It's the word for a corpse. We were just as dead as a corpse in trespasses and sins. And when you come to Christ, you don't get healed, you get resurrected. So this is not about spiritual healing. Then what is it about? Well, let's see. Isaiah says he was wounded for our transgressions. The word wounded is remarkably a Hebrew word which means to pierce or to wound. And in this verse, it refers to the piercing of Jesus' hands, his feet, and his side. Isaiah was prophesying in advance, and he saw the piercing of Jesus' hands, his feet, and his sides. And he says the piercing of his body was for our transgressions. The word transgressions is a Hebrew word which describes sin, transgression, rebellion, revolt against God, and here was our character, which was against God. We were dead in trespasses and sins, but even when we were in that state, Jesus was pierced for us. This was spiritual. He came to redeem us spiritually. It also goes on to say he was bruised. He was bruised for what? For our iniquities. And the word bruised means to crush, to beat to pieces, to be destroyed. Iniquities describes shame. It is actually a word which describes guilt, iniquity, or shame. Jesus even came to remove our shame. My friends, if you're living with shame in any area of your life, that is not the will of God for you. Jesus redeemed you from shame. That's what the Bible means when it says he was bruised for our iniquities. Then it says the chastisement of our peace, our peace was upon him. The word peace is the Hebrew word shalom. I'm sure you know the word shalom. It depicts wholeness, one that is absolutely complete, one that is happy, healthy, one that is experiencing prosperity in his life, safety, security, soundness, and really his general welfare is blessed. That is what this word 
peace means the word shalom, which means when Jesus died on the cross, his intention was to die for our wholeness, for our completeness, for our happiness, for our health, our prosperity, our safety, our security, our soundness, and our general welfare. All of that was on the mind of God when Jesus died on the cross. And the Bible says the chastisement of our shalom, our peace, was upon him. The word upon is a Hebrew word which means literally upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. The word stripes is a Hebrew word which describes blows. It describes stripes. It describes bruises or black and blue marks left from a beating. And the word healed is the Hebrew word rapha which is the very word used in the name of God, Jehovah Rapha, which is, I am the Lord thy God that heals thee. It's talking about physical healing. Here the verb means to heal physically of defects of any kind, any illnesses, any sicknesses. And in fact, it was the Old Testament Hebrew word used in connection with a physician. Jesus is the great physician. But anyone who knows Hebrew cannot make a mistake about the meaning of this word healed from the word rapha. It emphatically describes physical healing. So in these verses, we find that Jesus came to deal with our spiritual issue. Jesus came to deal with our shame. Jesus came to deal with tormented minds. And Jesus came to deal with our physical condition. All of this is in the work of the cross, which means healing really is in the atonement and it's God's will for you to be healed. Then when you go to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 in the New Testament, Peter describes the work of the cross. And Peter was there. He saw Jesus on the cross with his own eyes. And now in 1 Peter 2, 24, he describes it. And he says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live under righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. We're going to come to this word healed in just a moment. But notice at the very beginning, our first Peter 2.24, Peter says, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. The word bear, remarkably, is the Greek word anaphero. It's a very unusual word that was only used one way. This word bear was used to describe that moment when someone would offer a sacrifice upon an altar and it was specifically used to picture priests, priests whose responsibility was to offer sacrifices upon an altar. And here we find that when Jesus died on the cross, not only was he the Lamb of God that was taking away the sin of the world, but in the moment he also became the great high priest who offered up his own blood. In that moment on the cross, he was both lamb and he was priest. And that is why the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered it once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. And the cross in that moment became the Holy of Holies. Jesus, the great high priest, also the Lamb of God, lifted up his own blood before the Father, having obtained eternal redemption from us. The word redemption means he completely bought us out of the hand of the enemy. Wow, it is amazing. But 
In 1 Peter 2.24, Peter goes on to say, who his own self bear, he lifted up our sins as a great high priest in his own body on the tree. The Hebrew says in the body of himself on the tree. The word on the Greek word epi means upon. The words the tree in Greek is tozolon. The word zolon describes something that is made of wood. Here it is a wooden cross or a wooden altar. And we find the cross became the altar upon which the great high priest offered his own blood to the Father to obtain eternal redemption for you and for me. That is amazing. And then he tells us the purpose, that we being dead to sins should live under righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. The word that in Greek is the word Hannah. It is a purpose clause. It points to the express purpose for which Jesus did this, that we being dead to sins. And being dead in Greek is the word epigenomai, such an unusual word. It means to be dead, but because it is the word epigenomai, it also means to emerge from something, which means we weren't just reckoned dead, but a resurrection took place. We were reckoned dead and we emerged from that spiritual death that we should live unto righteousness. And the word live is a form of the Greek word zeo, which means to live a vibrant life, to live a life that is full of zest. It is identically the same word used in John chapter 10, verse 10, where Jesus said, the thief comes, but to still kill and destroy. But I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. My friends, this is the will of God for you and for me. God wants us to have a life full of gusto and zest, to live a vibrant life under righteousness. And then Peter adds, by whose stripes ye were healed. And the word stripes that is used in this verse is a horrible word, the Greek word molops. And I want to read you exactly what it means. And remember that Peter is describing what he saw with his own eyes. This is not what he heard from someone else. He saw this himself. And this is how he describes the stripes that were laid upon Jesus' body. This word molops, here translated stripes, describes a full body bruise, which means this was not just a few stripes across his back. It is a full body bruise. He was beaten from the top to the body. It depicts, depicts marks left on the body by scourging. It refers to a terrible lashing. Listen, a terrible lashing that draws blood and that produces discoloration and swelling of the entire body. Hence, the entire body is marred, scarred, swollen, distended, and discolored. Jesus was completely swollen from the horrible beating that he had received, the scourging, which was given to him by the soldiers at the command of Pontius Pilate. And Peter says, by those stripes, or you could translate it by his entire body bruise, you were healed, and the word healed cannot refer to spiritual healing. It is the Greek word eomai, and the word eomai always refers to physical healing. It means to make physically whole, and it is the very word used among the Greeks to describe a physical doctor. This was physical healing. So now we find in 1 Peter 2.24 that Jesus took our sins. His intention was that we would be dead to sin and arise out of that death, live under righteousness, have a full and abundant life, 
And Jesus took all of that abuse upon his body that we might be physically healed. You cannot argue with the language. You may try to mess it up theologically, but if you just read what is written, my friend, that is what it means. And Matthew comments on Isaiah 53, verse 5, and Matthew 8, verse 16. And it says, When the evening was come, they brought unto him, that is, unto Jesus, many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. Notice he dealt with the devil. He cast out spirits and he physically healed all that were sick. Then in Matthew 8, 17, Matthew gives his commentary that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. My friends, if you take it in context, it's talking about physical infirmities and mental sicknesses. That's what it's talking about. And Matthew says he took our infirmities, and the word infirmities, the Greek word asthenia, it is an all-encompassing term for all kinds of sicknesses and disease. It depicts those that are weak, sick, broken, or infirmed in body, mind, or emotion. It is indicative of infirmities of all types. Jesus took it all upon himself and bare our sicknesses. The word bear, the Greek word bastadzo, which is a Greek word which means to bear responsibility. Jesus understood a part of his God-given assignment. His responsibility was to take upon himself. It was his responsibility to bear upon himself as the Lamb of God, the penalty for all sicknesses and diseases to be eliminated from God's people. And the word sicknesses here is really remarkable because it is the word nosos. And the word nosos is the Greek word for a terminal condition for which there is no natural cure, which means Jesus didn't just come to remove our headaches and our hangnails. He came to remove even nosos, even terminal conditions for which medical science has no natural cure. Jesus took all of that upon himself on the cross which means in the atonement, Jesus dealt with our spirits, Jesus dealt with our minds, and Jesus dealt with our bodies. All of that is in the atonement. And one reason Christians are sick is because they don't know that Jesus paid for them to be well. But my friend, healing belongs to you just as much as peace belongs to you, just as much as forgiveness belongs to you. Jesus also purchased your healing, and it's God's will for you to be well. I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray for you. Why do Christians get sick since Jesus purchased their healing on the cross? Rick Renner says, Years ago, there was a period of time when I was sick over and over again. And I asked God, why am I getting sick when Jesus purchased my healing on the cross? The answer I heard from God changed my life and helped me get healthy again. In this five-part series, Why Christians Get Sick and How They Can Become Healthy Again, Rick shares the insights he learned from the Lord that helped him begin to walk in health. These powerful insights changed his life, and they will change yours too. In this series, Rick shows you the dangers of not recognizing healing is in the atonement, not taking time to rest, not dealing with bitterness and unforgiveness, not putting an end to worry, not taking good care of one's temple. 
By listening to this series and applying its truths, you can activate God's healing power in your life. And the series is available in digital or physical formats starting at just $10. In addition to this teaching series, you can also get the books Bodily Healing and The Atonement by Dr. T.J. McCrossan for $10 and The Grace of Healing by Bob Yandian for $13. Rick says these two books are so powerful. If anyone wants to receive healing, they need to read these two books. Don't miss this special offer, the five-part series, Why Christians Get Sick and How They Can Become Healthy Again, and the books, Bodily Healing and the Atonement, and the Grace of Healing. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Hey friends and partners, this is Rick Renner. You can probably see my breath because it's minus nine here right now, but I'm standing in the new building for our Moscow TV studio. And I wanna say thank you to you for all of your sacrificial giving, for being a part of our giving team. Phase one enabled us to construct this building and it is completely paid for, the building itself, the windows, the doors, all the way to the roof, even the heating system. And in phase one, we were enabled to purchase our building in Tulsa and now we have secured it. But now in phase two, we need to finish the interior of this building. We can't move into it the way that it is today. But my friends, in a very short time, we're going to have cameras working in this building and from this location, we're going to be sending teaching that people can trust to the ends of the planet. And the focus of phase two is finishing this facility. And as I told you before, it's not about buildings. It's about having a building so that we can create programming that will change people's lives. And I'm asking you to please pray about being a part of the giving team to finish phase two, which is completing the interior of this building. And I promise you, we will be so careful with every penny and every dollar you give. We understand the value of money. And we're going to pray for God to magnificently and massively multiply your giving back to you again. Thank you so much. Please become a part of our giving team to finish phase two as we complete the interior of the Moscow TV studio. My friend, I'd love to hear from you and know what you think about what you have heard today and what did you learn new? We're finding that healing really is in the atonement and you don't have to be sick anymore. And this is a brand new series which I'm offering you today, which is called Why Christians Are Sick and How to Become Healthy Again. You need to hear this and it comes with a study guide. And we're also offering you two wonderful books. This book changed my life. Bodily Healing and the Atonement. You need to read it and read it and read it and really get this teaching down deep inside you. And we're also offering you a book by my friend Bob Yandian called The Grace of Healing. It is such a wonderful, liberating book that will enable you to reach out and take the healing that God wants to give to you by His grace. But my friends, if you need prayer, also reach out to us 
and let us know how to pray for you. And if you need a manifestation of healing in your body right now, I want to pray for you, but also call us or send us an email and we'll really begin to pray for you faithfully for God to move in your body. But Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus that you redeemed us spiritually. We thank you, Lord, that you dealt with our minds and with mental torment. You gave us peace. And I thank you that you also took our sicknesses, our infirmities. You took all that upon you that we might be set free. You wanted to give us shalom, wholeness in every part of our life. Thank you for the work of the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you tomorrow, but remember Ecclesiastes 8.4. Where the word of a king is, there's power.